0: Welcome to the Refresh from Insider presented by Webex by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith
1: and I'm Carrie Donahue. It's Friday, June 24th, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news all day every weekday.
0: Here's the latest.
1: As expected, the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, the landmark 1973 decision that guaranteed a woman's right to an abortion. This is perhaps the least surprising release of an opinion in decades because a draft of the decision leaked in May. The final decision is similar to the leaked version. The 5-4 majority will leave it to individual states to set abortion law. More than half the states are likely to outlaw abortion entirely, including 13 states that will do so immediately. Other, more liberal states have taken steps
0: recently to protect and expand abortion rights. A defeat today for Ukraine. The Ukrainian military is pulling its last forces out of the key eastern city of Severodonetsk. Fighting has raged there for weeks, and Ukraine says Russia has destroyed about 90% of the city's buildings. Ukrainian forces will now pull back and try to keep Russia from advancing further into the industrial heartland region to the west.
1: Demand for the monkeypox vaccine is so high that a clinic in New York City is turning people away. City officials have started offering the vaccine to gay or bisexual men who've had multiple sex partners in the last couple of weeks. News spread about the vaccine via social media and a long line formed outside the clinic Thursday. There have been over 170 cases
0: of the virus reported nationwide. Hey, it turns out Democrats and Republicans can actually work together, at least a little bit. 15 Republican senators joined all Senate Democrats to pass new gun safety legislation. It's the first major gun reform bill since the 90s. Among its provisions, it tightens background checks for people convicted of domestic violence closing the so-called boyfriend loophole. It also increases funding for mental health and school security and offers new funding for states to enact red flag laws. Next, it needs to pass the House before President Biden can sign it into law. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest.
1: Coming up, we talk about allegations that a pastor is leading a cult of influencers.
0: The changing world of hybrid work offers new possibilities. WebEx enables them with an open platform and many integrated partners like Notion, Unifor, and SalesLoft. Powerful partnerships power hybrid work visit apphub.webex.com. WebEx, working for everyone. The January 6th committee held its fifth hearing yesterday. We won't have another one until July. The topic this time around, how Donald Trump tried to make the Justice Department abandon neutrality and push to overturn the election based on non-existent fraud. Here are the refresh's top five moments from hearing number five. Moment number one, in the days before January 6th, Trump considered replacing his attorney general for the second time in two weeks. He fired William Barr for not going along with the election fraud narrative and quickly turned on Barr's replacement, Jeffrey Rosen, for the same reason. Enter an obscure Justice Department environmental lawyer named Jeffrey Clark, who was more than willing to pursue Trump's bogus fraud theories. But when Trump called Clark, Rosen, and Rosen's deputy, Richard Donahue, into the Oval Office shortly before January 6th, Donahue gave the president his candid view of Clark.
2: And so I said, Mr. President, you're talking about putting a man in that seat who has never tried a criminal case, who's never conducted a criminal investigation. He's telling you that he's going to take charge of the department, 115,000 employees, including the entire FBI, and turn the place on a dime and conduct nationwide criminal investigations that will produce results in a matter of days. It's impossible. It's absurd. It's not going to happen, and it's going to fail.
0: Moment number two. The consistent theme yesterday was that every major official in Trump's Justice Department told him over and over there was no fraud. For instance, Richard Donahue, remember he's the acting deputy attorney general, he testified that Trump was fixated on a suitcase in Georgia that supposedly had fraudulent ballots. Donahue told him, no, sir, there is no suitcase. He also told Trump during a call on December 27th that the DOJ couldn't just snap its fingers and overturn the election, but...
2: He responded very quickly and said, essentially, uh, that's not what I'm asking you to do. What I'm just asking you to do is just say it was corrupt and leave the rest to me and the Republican
0: congressman. To be clear, he means the congressman who supported overturning the election. Moment number three, Italy Gate. In case you thought Trump's efforts to find election fraud were more sophisticated than your creepy uncle trawling 4chan, think again. In December 2020, the White House seized on a video claiming that the Italian military in cahoots with the CIA and MI6 was somehow using satellites to beam Biden votes to U.S. voting machines. I know, we're going off the rails here, right? Trump's chief of staff asked acting attorney general Jeffrey Rosen to meet with the video maker... Rosen declined, but his deputy, Richard Donahue, suffered through the whole 20-minute video.
2: I emailed the acting attorney general uh, and I said, pure insanity, which was my impression of the video, which was patently absurd.
0: Moment number four, no harm, no foul? Well, not exactly. The committee revealed that multiple Republican members of Congress who were involved in the effort to overturn the election asked the White House for pardons after January 6th. They include Representatives Matt Gates, Mo Brooks, Andy Biggs, Louie Gohmert, Scott Perry, and, according to one report, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Nobody on that list actually got a pardon, mind you. Fellow Republican and committee member Adam Kinzinger had this reaction.
2: The only reason I know to ask for
0: a pardon because you think you've committed a crime. Moment number five. The committee's senior GOP member Liz Cheney closed the hearing with an appeal to millions of fellow Republicans who put their trust in Donald Trump. She seemed to be giving them permission to change their minds about the former president.
3: In these hearings so far, you've heard from more than a dozen Republicans who've told you what actually happened in the weeks before January 6th. You will hear from more in the hearings to come. Several of them served Donald Trump in his administration, others in his campaign. Others have been conservative Republicans for their entire careers. It can be difficult to accept that President Trump abused your trust, that he deceived you. Many will invent excuses to ignore that fact. But that is a fact. I wish it weren't true, but it is.
0: The next hearings have been delayed until July. The committee says it's reviewing new evidence that's come in recently. My co-host Rebecca Ibarra is away today, but she left us this interview.
3: There's a tight-knit community of TikTokers represented by a group called 7M that may be more than just influencers. Friends and family members of some of these dancers accuse the group of being cult-like, and
4: it's all led by a man named Robert Shin. Robert Shin is a bit of an enigma. Uh, Some of the people who've known him best over the years still feel like they can't really get to the core of who this guy is.
3: That's Julia Black. She's a correspondent at Insider and has been looking into allegations against Shin and his crew of influencers. 63-year-old Shin, Julia says, has had many lives.
4: He was a doctor in Canada and practiced for seven years before coming to the States in 1992. He's been involved in real estate and Hollywood. He has produced films with the likes of Meghan Markle.
3: But the ventures that have landed him in the news recently are his role as the pastor of a church called Shekinah and his talent management company, 7M, which represents the TikTok dancers. There's 11 of them, and they've become semi-famous online. Many of them worship together at
4: Shekinah Church. They spend almost all their time together, film all their content together, and are very close-knit. They like to call each other brothers and sisters.
3: Which, in a time of growing influencer popularity and TikTok content houses, seemed innocuous enough.
4: Yay! We are alive.
3: Until this video came out on Instagram in February.
4: Yeah, it's just a very uncomfortable topic that has been haunting us for over a year now.
3: That's um, Melanie Wilking. Her sister is Miranda Derrick. She's one of the 7M influencers.
4: Miranda James All these people that they're with, they're not in control of their lives. Someone else is controlling their lives, and they're all victims.
3: Victims, Melanie says, of Robert Shin. In a 40-minute video flanked by her tearful parents, Melanie says that Miranda has become estranged from her family.
4: This has literally been going on for over a year, but we haven't said anything because we we always had hope. That she was going to come back. That's why, especially in we the first few months, and we didn't want to embarrass her because.
1: And it's her second birthday now. We've not been able to spend with her.
3: And it turns out what Miranda's family says of her experience is not unique. In fact, former shekinah members who spoke with Insider say Shin has been taking advantage of young people for decades. Here's Julia Black again.
4: All of the former congregants I spoke with described a very controlling environment. That included monitoring of their communications with their families and friends, what they could do throughout the day. It also included them reporting on each other. Julia says they send weekly emails to Robert Shin, their pastor. In which they would kind of tattletale on each other for any quote-unquote infractions. In some cases, this was taking the last slice of pizza, which made someone greedy. Using too much toilet paper was something someone got in trouble for. Sources tell Julia that Robert Shin restricts their diets. That Robert had an obsession with image and with women being thin.
3: That way they appear godly. And in exchange, Shin promises his congregants prosperity on earth and salvation in heaven.
4: So yeah, I mean, it's almost like this twisted summer camp environment where like their entire day is managed by these leaders within the church. And then there are other allegations about money. In many cases, they are encouraged to give very significant amounts of their income to the church, including to Robert Shin, the pastor, directly. There's a group of parents who are concerned about uh, money that has disappeared from their children's shared bank accounts. And accusations about inappropriate massages. So various sources said that in 2007, Robert, who is a racquetball player, began to ask for massages from certain female congregants um, to soothe his sore muscles. But some of these women said that they showed up and found that the pastor whom they had come to kind of trust as a father figure, was naked and then would direct them to take their massages to an inappropriate level. They believed one woman said that he asked her to target his testicles. Another woman described being blindfolded and feeling pressured to move towards his quote-unquote
3: center. Julia Black got in touch with her representative for both 7M and Robert Shin. The representative vehemently denies that Shin ever touched any of his congregants inappropriately and that he ever exerted control over congregants' financial or personal lives. But, Julia says,
4: The important thing is, you know, when I speak with these friends and family members of the dancers, they're ultimately just concerned for their loved ones' well-being and want to be reconnected with them. So, That is their hope in telling this story. They ultimately just want these people to be able to live their lives freely again if, in fact, they are under the control of other people.
3: So if you do happen to come across 7M's very enticing dance videos on TikTok, like videos from Miranda Derrick, B-Dash, Vic
4: White, or Aubrey Fisher, just be aware that... Racking up views is exactly what is fueling this small empire. Make sure to
1: follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please
0: leave us a rating and review. It helps other
1: people discover the show. The
0: Refresh from Insider is produced by Frank Alito, Grace Eliza Goodwin, and us, Dave Smith. And
1: Rebecca Ibarra. I'm Carrie Donahue, the executive producer. Andy Bowers is the head of audio at Insider.
0: Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend.